This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and lover of bread, Jake Bockelman. What? I like bread. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome into On the Block with Eric Strickland and the Big Sky filling in for Bach for this final hour. Real quick before we get into the segment, Cody, if you're still listening to us, our studio phone is not working, so please give us a call at 402-464-5611. That's our business line, and we'll get you that $15 to Buffalo wing, rings, and, wings and Rings. That number is 402-464-5611. It's also available on our website. Uh, congratulations again to Cody for winning that game. Strick, how was your travels today? You see, I'm eating almonds. See, I'm eating almonds. So, so <laughs> I, I, it was I, it was uh, a little hectic, but it was good. It was really good. The weather was good. The weather's good here in Texas, so uh, I can't complain. Had to get in and literally, literally go straight to the rental car place. Run straight here. Wasn't able to get anything to eat. My stomach is growling, but it's all good. I am here right now tonight on on the block with Stricken Body. Stricken big sky. I was, I was going to say, hopefully you're not eating almonds because you have no other options. But that is yeah. uh, apparently the case. It's just it's just a little tied over until I can get to what I can really get to. Well, what, what, I'm going to really you, get to it. <laughs> so well, what do you what are you after tonight? Are you going after a steak? Maybe some seafood? Yeah, uh, I think I might. I don't know. I might be looking at some Asian cuisine. Okay. Maybe a little like um, um, PF Chang's, maybe or something like that. Okay. Okay. Well, Look, the big we news change speech change spicy chicken. <laughs> it, it does it have the uh, strict stamp of approval? Oh, it does. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely. I well, recommend big... it. All right. Well, the big What's up, news. Man? How are you, oh, bro? I'm What's doing good. On? I'm doing good. Well, the big news is that Trey McGowan's is going to see his first action since uh, sustaining a foot injury early in the season, yeah. and uh, so it'll be. Uh, and it's a reason to be hopeful tonight that maybe we'll see a little something different. And so what I was hoping to talk to you about is, you know, what do you expect to see from him over the next couple of games? And what's a reasonable expectation for Husker fans for the, uh, the point guard coming off of injury? Well, I think one of the things that, that, you know, Trey brings is, is high intensity. He he's um, high IQ. Uh, he's a scrapper. So one of the things that I don't expect to see from him, and I think what he could, also make very contagious is the aspect of his hustle. And so when there's a rebound needed, he, he's one of those ones that'll put his head in there and go get it. When there's a loose ball, he's one of those ones that'll go down there and dive to get it. Um, so hopefully just the way that he plays the game with heart, passion, intensity will be infectious and will lead them to hopefully get a win and a big upset. Um, you know, I'm not going to be, one to say they they've got it or they've crossed over. I think they're close. I think Purdue is a very good team with size. We know that 
in the past, if we just look at what the Husker team has done with athleticism and size, is not been good. I mean, they've they've lost rebound numbers anywhere from eight to fifteen, and then they've also not been smart and wise. They've continually tried to drive, 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 and got it swatted, swatted, swatted. So, you know, hopefully they'll learn a lesson or turn a corner. And if you can catch someone slipping, get them. You know what I mean? But other than that, you know, if you if you get it tossed one time, let's be smart and, and make the next play. That's what I'm hoping to see tonight is just them making the extra, the extra hustle, the extra play. And I think having Trey back, it'll be uh, infectious and contagious now. He's probably going to be limited on his numbers because, you know, you don't ever want to overstress a person. And as we've talked about on the show before, you're going to have situations where there's nothing you can do to duplicate what on field or on court intensity is going to be like. So you're going to initially have adrenaline pumps and crashes. And once he gets through that and kind of gets his wind and his lungs back and he kind of settles in, uh, hopefully he'll he'll find his way. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if I saw an air ball or something like not an air ball short, but hard. You know what I'm saying? Just so much intensity of the want to get back on the floor is something that does happen. And if you don't know how to kind of, you know, mellow it out and control it, sometimes you'll you'll shoot a strong one, whether it be on a free throw or whether it be on a jump shot. So <laughs> don't be surprised if you see that. It ain't that he can't shoot. Just know that it's probably an adrenaline dump. Well, we, we did get to see this entire Husker team uh, face a similar situation last year when they came off their 20-plus day COVID pause, and, and we saw the effects of what it can be when you don't have you know, a real way of simulating what it, the intensity of a game is like. And it took them a couple of games to get back to looking like a, a Division One basketball team, uh, that, and that was only after a little, little under a month of, of not seeing any basketball. So it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how Fred chooses to, I guess, limit Trey tonight uh, when, when you were playing, was there ever a time where you got a, a guy on, on his return game and how do you prepare for that as an opponent? Um, you really can't, I mean, all you can do is go off of what you think he can bring. Um, you don't have a, a you have tape on him, but when you're preparing for the next team, you don't really go back as a team as a whole. So you may, as a coach, be able to explain it or break it down, but the players aren't going to have a whole bunch. I mean, they may be able to grab some clips from him um, to kind of break it down, but at the end of the day, you're you're really going off of what's most recent, right? So you're looking at their sets of what they're running in the most recent times of of their changes because they've made some changes. I mean, they're 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 not running as much free flow. They're running some stuff through Derek Walker and, and through different players. And I wouldn't be surprised if they threw a wrinkle or two in there to get something for Trey to get him, you know, inspired and hyped and, and geeked up. So th- that's going to be something to watch for as well. Um, but you really can't pray. You can't. I mean, you really can't prepare or overly prepare for someone that's coming in. It, 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 for example, it's like. It's like a quarterback, right? It's like your game plan. You have two different unique sets of skills from a quarterback position, right? You've prepared for a, let's say, uh, Peyton Manning, 
who is very non-mobile, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you get a Michael Vick that comes in. So you've been preparing all week for keeping him in the pocket, being disciplined in your rush lanes. I mean, I'm sorry. You've been you I mean, you've been you've been for Peyton, you've been attacking, turning the corner. You know, going all out trying to get there to to force him to move, right? But then right. you get a Michael Vick, your mindset has been prepared for I'm trying to turn this corner. Now you're creating running lanes and the guy ends up with 150 yards on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I guess that's one of the best ways I can explain it. Sometimes that can happen where you just haven't prepared for a guy, and then by the time you try to make adjustments. Other guys in are catching on. So it's, it's it's one of those types of things. It can happen. I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but it can. It's one of those things that can happen. Uh, for Trey, you mentioned the uh, the different uh, sets that they're running and that install and, and that, that whole plan really came together after his injury. Is there going to – what kind of learning curve is he going to have playing in a uh, slightly different – a modified offense from what he he was running at the beginning of the season? He's very observant. He's a, he's a kid that's watching everything, and so – Um, I'm pretty sure that he's figuring out where and where the shots are going to come from, where the opportunities to turn the corner are going to come from, where is help needed in, 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 in specific situations, where do I need to reposition in different situations? So I'm sure he's been observing that. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't take me as somebody that's just oblivious while sitting on the court. Um, when I was in, in Nebraska watching a game. I got the opportunity to kind of talk to him and you can tell that he was pretty engaged and, and watching and observing and taking in everything. It's just going to be more so about the dumping, the the adrenaline, how tired and how fast that's going to happen for him this game. That's really going to be uh, the adjustments for him. I don't think will be too difficult. Uh, and now we go to the Honda of Lincoln hotline as we have a, a oh, busy dial baked me out there we've we've gotten two calls now so i was like let's take one and take one we get bit we well we got a busy busy tone so we must uh must have been getting another call there at the same time but uh looking back towards the nebraska purdue matchup you mentioned the opportunity that nebraska has tonight and bach and i talked a little bit about those opportunities and and how playing in the big 10 you get a lot of those because of the the uh, i guess high quality of the the conference basketball wise what could be gained for the Huskers tonight with a uh, upset victory? Well, one of the crazy things is this is the first time they've met in West Lafayette uh, since 1819. So there's no current player on this roster that has ever played in the Mac arena, right? So, so there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainty. Sometimes that can be a good thing. You don't, you don't know what to expect. You're just coming in with a uh, me against the world mentality. And so, there's there's you can get hot and getting hot. One of the things they've got to do is if they make a run and they get it run out, they got to understand that runs are going to happen. Uh, there's this is a very good team and they've got to continue to do the, li- the little things. Don't just start going off and, and, and wilding out and taking shots and un, un um, you know, shots that just were were not expected, <laughs> you know, just coming down and boom, Jack won. You know those types of things. When you go on the road, man, you you've got to you've got to go to your bread and butter. You've got to go to the things that um, is is one of the things that is going to help you solidify the win. You always push for opportunities. 
You don't stop that. You continue to drug a team by pushing for opportunities. If they don't present themselves, pull that thing out. You're taking a good shot. You're not necessarily waiting until the shot gets to the, you know, three and five seconds. You're 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 trying to still look for that hunt for that good one, but you're just not going to take ill-advised ones. And so that's one of the things that they've got to do in order to pull off the upset. They've got to do the little things. They've got to block out. If they if if at any point in time, especially in the first half, you start seeing turning and watching, that's going to mean trouble because it only gets worse when you get tired. It doesn't get better. You know, early on, you're going to do you're going to do things fundamentally sound early on in the game. You're going to see guys probably check bodies like they did against um, Illinois. You're going to see them adhering to the game plan as they did with Kofi uh, Colburn. You know, you're going to see all of those things early on. It's just when you get tired. When you get tired, the mind, you've got you've to be able to refocus the mind and channel it into what you're doing because if you get lackadaisical, it's going to be that one rebound. It's going to be that one turnover. It's going to be that one uh, loose ball that you're not going to get to because you're, you're, you're just lackadaisical in the mind. That's what it's uh, going to need to win the big one. Now, road. yesterday you you talked about your career in the NBA a little bit, and you know mentioned your your stop with Vancouver. Maybe wasn't the most memorable because your the teams struggled uh, to find success. When you're on one of those teams, uh, how do you how do you keep stay motivated when you're going up against a, a juggernaut type team? Uh, I mean, you, you keep going to practice. I mean, it's 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 business. It's not personal. You know, I, I may not like the situation but it's not personal um i still just go to work i still do my job i still take in the uh, scouting reports and all of that um but i think you hunt for the big one when, when you're in those situations you want to kind of be like jacksonville jaguars right you're you're hunting for the motivation in order to uh spoil it for someone else right you know, if you're if you're if you're going into Phoenix, Phoenix is at the top, uh, or Golden State is at the top. You you go into um, let's see, Brooklyn at the top. You're going into their place. You know, you know nobody in their mama expects you to win if you're in the bottom doldrums of like Indiana Pacers or something. Nobody expecting you to win. So you search and hunt for motivation. You've got to be able to do it collectively, though. Because believe me, believe you me, I played on the Dallas Mavericks team before they got really good. And it, it was a sad case of everybody was hunting not for where the next win was going to be. It was hunting for where the next party was going to be. You know what I'm saying? So if you're doing that, it's a it's a no win. It's a, it's, it's, it's a no bueno. But we'll see. We'll see. You'll see early on what the intensity is going to be. But again, Watch for those little things. If those little things, those little blockouts, those, you know, if the rebound numbers get high early against them, it's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. So that's going to bode no bueno for a victory for the Huskers tonight if they do that. So what I'm hearing is, you know, look at look at the effort plays and see, you know, and that, that's going to tell the story of tonight's game. I think so, because that's what it's going to take. It, it, that's what it takes. I mean – we when we when we played when we played in the finals, we knew we were outmatched by uh, when we played in the finals of the Big Eight tournament against Oklahoma State. They that that team did go to the Final Four. Okay, we knew we were outmatched physically by size. Um, so we knew we had to be physical and scrap 
for everything we got. We knew we had to win every battle for everything. Otherwise, it was not going to be a good win. I think we ended up winning by, I want to say, either four or seven. But it was because we made the extra pass. We made the extra play. We didn't take ill-advised, just dumb shots. We made sure we executed. We made sure we took every possession as an important one. When you've got to do those things, if you're going to upset somebody or 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 win the big ones, you got to do the little things like that. You you can't just feel that you're just going to come in and outshoot. We saw how that works for like a D'Antoni, a Mike D'Antoni team, right? You try to outscore everybody, but eventually those shot, shots start falling short. And you've got nothing else to fall back on and let if you don't play D. So, you know, we're going to see early and I'm looking forward to seeing because I'm, you know, I'm going to make notes early. So when we come back for the uh, postgame show uh, to be able to take note of that. Yeah, you you've mentioned on past uh, postgame shows and I've, I've even asked you about it here on this this show uh, about that veteran veteran experience going into uh, a place that that maybe only a couple of guys have played in and they're able to coach the younger guys on on what to expect uh how how much time are should we give the huskers before they they should be comfortable in in west lafayette tonight i think i think you'll know by there there's 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 a there's usually multiple games that are played within a half it depends on how you play it. You can play timeout to timeout, which are four. You'll have them at, you'll have them at, uh, I think, 16, 12, 8, and 4, right? You can play by the, like in a quarter uh, metric where you go five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. Or you can play it by 10 minutes as a, as a half within a half, right? I would venture to say watch the half within a half tonight. Watch how the first 10 minutes are. Actually, two points. I would watch the first three minutes and add that into the first 10. Watch the last 10 and then watch the first three of what happens coming out of the halftime. That'll tell you That'll tell you how the rest of the game is going to go. You understand? You understand why I'm saying I'm, that? I'm following you. I'm following you. At first three minutes of the game and see how they're see how they're settling in, and, in. And then by about the 10 minute mark, we should have a, a feeling about how the rest of the game's gonna go uh in terms of, of how they are feeling in that arena. No, the reason why I say you gotta watch the second half of that 10 is because it's a game of runs. So they can find themselves on the at a home team on the bottom half of a run where the, the home team got hot. You know, got a couple steals, a couple dunks. The the crowd gets rolling. Boom, they run off 8-10, right? How you recover from that on the second half of that 10 is going to determine what's going to happen. Now, if you're down 8, 10, 12 points at half, even though you stay kind of fight, you fought even after the run, what's going to end up happening, Big Sky, you got to watch the first three minutes. The first three minutes is going to tell you if it's a 20-point loss or they're going to be able to get back in the game. I'm glad you mentioned the, the runs that are going to play a vital role in this game because we've seen uh, Fred Hoiberg be a little bit more conservative with his timeouts, and that's that's a way that a coach can kind of manipulate the runs a little bit. It's, it's called a timeout to kind of get his, his team settled again. Uh, 
what, how, how big are, are those sorts of timeouts as a coach strategically, you know, holding on to them versus using them uh, aggressively during a, uh, a run situation? Well, on the road, on the road, it's it, especially in the first half, you want to try to cut one or two of them runs from like really getting away from you, right? You don't want to be down and have to try to fight back from high double digit leads. So you may want to try to cut it a couple of them at least. Then you want to try to probably go into more preserve mode in the second half. Maybe one you may you may cut. Then you want to preserve because you may need at least, you know, a 20 and a and a timeout at the end of the game if you're able to get back into it. If not, I mean it's a moot point. So that that that's kind of how I would play it. From the Sarter Heyman text line. Faisal five times says, unless Nebraska is up by 10, and, 10 with a minute to go, they will lose. And I think that's kind of uh, telling of the the mentality of the Husker fan base right now. Uh, how, how do you battle that as a team when you can kind of feel the fan base losing hope in you a little bit? I mean, it's crazy because it's eerily similar <laughs> to the football team, right? That's the crazy thing. It's like, it's some, it's some creepy you know, Michael Myers type curse stuff going on down there in Husker land, right? I don't know what's going on, bro. The children of the corn or something. <laughs> it is the craziest dynamic I've seen, but I, it, it was like, I'm sitting there, you know, you guys all know my best friend is Cluster Johnson and I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there with him and, and you know, cause we were watching Keegan. And so I was in the Iowa section and I'm sitting there, and the Iowa fans were just stunned. They were stunned. And then all of a sudden, you start hearing people say, just get, if you just get this field goal or you just get this, they'll give it to you. I said, oh, my gosh. And just like that, it happened. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how it, you know, it's like, it's a scary thing for a player. I, I mean, I didn't care. I'm, you know. For me, I'm going to get a bucket. I'm going to the post or I'm going to put somebody in the rim. I'm making sure we get a shot. You know, some that's me. That's how I would do it. You know what I'm saying? But they not me. So that sometimes that can creep in their mind. It's like, and the crazy way it does it, Big Sky, is they'll say something like, I got to make a play. I got to do it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying I got to do it. I'm saying I'm putting myself in a position to make sure we do it. You understand? There's a difference. And that's what that's what I don't know if they have that right now. I think Trey does. I think Trey understands that. And that's what I'm hoping getting him back for this game. He will be able to bring some of that to it. I think I also think um, D Walker has it, you know, but he don't have control of the ball. So that's the part. It certainly seems like Nebraska is in the twilight zone at times when it comes to men's <laughs> athletics. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, the, the white door in in space opens up, and it's uh, right right into uh, downtown O Street. Oh uh, man! We'll get into uh, Strick's NFL playoff predictions up next after the break. In the Mavs, your former your former team are making some moves. Uh, they're eyeing some uh, some big pieces as the trade deadline approaches. So we'll get into that during the hitting the hardwood section, as well as talking about my bucks. But that's all next here on on the block with Strick and Big Sky. Mm-hmm. 